Welcome back to the Ride Balance Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Ride Clean. Ride Clean is an ultra premium polish sealer and wash that you can use on your motorcycle and or car. Ride Clean is simple. Just shake, spray, and wipe. Made in the USA. Visit rideclean.co and use promo code RBPODCAST for 15% off. My guest, you've seen him on YouTube and on Instagram, reviewing all the cool parts and accessories we want. He's the founder of V-Twin Now, an online parts and accessory news site. He's based out of Southern California and has been running the website for eight years and has been a great supporter of Ride Clean, my good friend, Vic Padilla. Here we go. What's up, Vic? Thanks for being on the, the Right Balance podcast, man. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, of course. How's, how's everything going? What you been up to? Man, uh, probably just like a lot of other people um, at home a lot, <laughs> quarantining, trying to do the right thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm out here in Imperial County. It's pretty hot. So even if I wasn't quarantining with the whole COVID-19 thing um, during the summer times, we really don't get out that much because the summers are just the heat's unbearable. I think yesterday was 118. So, um, inside air conditioning, yeah, it's chilling. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to stay, you got to run from like inside air conditioning to car air conditioning to store air conditioning, et cetera. It's, it's ridiculous. 118. Yeah. I mean, uh, so we moved here a couple of years ago and I thought I, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't do my homework. I didn't know how hot it really got over here. And in the summers, the summers are from pretty much like, man, late, early May or late April all the way to end October, man. And you really don't get that much riding in. I mean, the, the motorcycle pretty much stays in the garage, just like weeping, you know, calling for what, you. <laughs> what are you riding? I have a 2020 Road Glide uh, special. Yeah, that motor gets hot, huh? Yeah, you know, if down here, if you want to go riding, you really have to take off like six or seven in the morning and then head west up to the mountains like Julian, that whole area of East uh, San Diego County, and then head back like late in the evening or else, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get wiped out. You're going to get roasted. How, how's the bike handling that yeah. heat? Um, you know, I, I haven't been doing too much riding in the summertime. Um, I just got it like probably two months ago. So I only have like, I think I got like 1800 miles. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, again, I, I really don't do too much riding in the summer since I've been down here. So it's kind of a bummer. What made you go with the, uh, the road glide over the, the street glide? Man, you know what? Uh, so I've, I've had them all. I've had a Road King. I've had Street Glide, uh, obviously Road Glide. I've had a Dyna, um, even FXR. Um, the Road Glide, the way it handles on the highway, um, it's just like an arrow, you know, because the frame, the, fixed uh, the fairing is mounted to. Yeah. I mean, I, in my opinion, man, that's that's probably 
the the best uh, American touring bike there is. I mean, can't beat it. Street Glide was nice, but I felt like the fairing was too too close. I felt like it was like just too close to me. You know, on the road glide, it's a lot farther. I mean, you could put your whole hand out and and barely be touching like the radio. So I just like having that space. Yeah, I, I tell people that um, if definitely if you're a little bit taller, go with the road glide because your dash is way more in front of you. You have more space. Your bars are a little bit more wider out. Um, even even your leg positioning, you wouldn't think would be that much of a difference, but you actually have a little bit more leg room. You know, I would say easily. Yep. Two inches, so mm-hmm. if if it if it depends on height, I would always recommend people to go road glide. Um, I've owned a road glide uh, back in the days. Uh, the only thing that kind of drives me crazy uh, between the two is one when when you have a road glide, you know, in LA you got you got to split traffic a lot, and that fixed fairing you you're. You're losing that. I mean, I know both width of the Batwing and the Road Glide are the same, but that maneuvering aspect that you have with the Batwing fairing can manipulate through mirrors, you know, especially if you're going anywhere from like 10, 15, 20 miles per hour, you can maneuver that. Um, That was one thing that I liked. Uh, Two, you can wear... You can wear you can wear any helmet on a street glide. You know, if you want to go half, if you want to go like I wear, I've been recently started wearing a modular helmet, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about because you know we'll let the listeners know you do a lot of product reviews. Yeah. But um, what I didn't like about the road glide is when you go with the shorter windshield, you're getting blasted with air. I mean, you're. I mean, it looks. I love the looks of the road glide, but when you're doing long runs, mm-hmm. if you don't put that bigger windshield, you're getting really blasted with air. And that's kind of one of the main reasons I avoided that over over the street glide. But now, now that I picked up the GSA and I use the GSA for longer runs, and now I'm using my street glide for shorter runs, I guess it wouldn't make a difference at this moment. But right, you know, you know, they're all great bikes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, road glide. Yeah, I, I can see. I never really thought about it when you were talking about uh, lane splitting with the street. Yeah, maneuvering. Um, cause yeah, depending on where you're turning handlebars, you, your front profile could be a little bit more narrower. So I guess that that would work. I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, comparing LA to other parts of California, you're not going to have the traffic that, that we deal with, obviously. I mean, you probably get some traffic, right. but it, here it's traffic all the time, even during COVID-19. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How long you been living out there now? So I've been out here for July 1st was two years. I got one more year here, Lord willing. (laughs) And then um, I think we're going to relocate to uh, San Antonio, Texas. Um, We've been thinking about it for a while. And, you know, my kids are getting older. Um, The oldest one's already out of the house. Uh, the, the, The twins are about to be seniors in high school. And uh, my wife and I are just looking for a place where um, not only where we can survive, but where we can thrive financially. Yeah. So, um, Cal- you know, I love California. I'm from, sa- from Southern California, raised here, but, um, it's just, it's time to move on. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I, I have a, I have a love and hate, re- I have a love and hate relationship with California because there's just, I think everybody does. Yeah. Man. <laughs> like I love LA. I, I love the city. I love the people. I love our little, you know, bullshit downtown. I, I love everything about it. But then yeah. when I travel to somewhere else 
and come back, I'm like, man, then I look at the our roads are fucked up, our buildings are old, and then everything's overpriced. But it's weird. I, I but I'm addicted to it. I can't leave. I I can't. I I'm not at that point where I'm like, you know what? I'll just move to blah blah blah. Because there, I don't know where else I'd want to live. There's actually nowhere else I want to live right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel you 100. Um, man, growing up, um, you know, Latino here in Southern California, like just the whole culture, low riders, just the food the music, everything. I love, I love Southern California. Um, I think for us just as prior, like we, we owned a home in North County, San Diego. Um, and then we sold it and we, we tried to build and we just quickly figured out that that was going to end up being more expensive than just buying outright. And then once we sold the home, the house paid off some, you know, college loans and stuff like that. And we thought about buying again in this, the housing market is just, you know, everybody thought after the crash, you know, it would go up and it has its, its, its cycles where it goes up and down. And I thought that the price of homes would, would be coming down soon. It's just, it's just been steadily going up or, or holding. So for us, we're thinking about like, okay, what happens when we turn 50? What happens when we turn 60? We, we don't want to be renting for the rest of our life. You know what I mean? So um, I think for us, it's definitely not necessarily about the culture. It's more about just, man, what, what makes most the most financial sense. Um, and, um, you know, we, we, we've got some other family members that have been kind of heading out of California into Texas, too. So um, when we go there, we won't be like we won't be alone. There'll be some some of my cousins I, I, kind of I, moved I, out there I know too. what you're saying, brother. I mean, I, I literally seen like little mansions, 5,000 square feet with swimming pools yeah. for three ninety nine. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And now, I mean, what for, I mean, it, does anything exist for under 400? No. Probably like. Yeah, no, uh, my wife uh, and I are also <laughs> looking into houses and, and even <clears throat> we looked into Arizona and that is a dream. Yeah. Like you are surrounded by nothing, but, um, but it's great. It's great to see the prices <laughs> of what you can get for your money. It's amazing. A- a- anywhere, anywhere in the, uh, in the U S um, some people always ask me about like some kind of business consulting or investing. And I always tell them this story that I met this, uh, I met this owner of a local casino and this guy was like, uh, I go, what do you, what, you know, where outside of the casino, where do you, inv-? he was married to one of the people from the casino. So I go, where do you invest right. your money? He says real estate. And I said, but fuck, man, California is so expensive. He goes, no, nah, bro, I don't invest in California. I invest mm-hmm. in Tennessee. I invest in Texas. I, I buy houses throughout the whole U.S., Robert. I don't yep. spend more than 80000 on some of these houses that he gets. And mm-hmm. he always gets them next to military bases and has a management company run it. And he'll buy a house. He, he told me, he showed me, bought a place for 70000 in Tennessee by a military base. And he gets the management company. The people that are based there for two, three years will rent it out. It pays his mortgage. Right. The management company takes their 10, 15%, whatever they take. And that's what he does. He's like, I, I, I own my house in, in California, but investment-wise, everything else is outside. No, that's that's so funny that you, you mentioned that because – Right before the, this call, I, I, I literally was just looking on Realtor.com because my wife and I, like we said, we got one more year here. And um, 
you know, I was talking to her and I said, listen, we need to, we need to start making some moves. We always talked about getting into real estate investment and buying like a multi-unit, uh, like a duplex, triplex or a fourplex. And I said, let's, let's get into it now. Um, and let's just do it instead of talking about it. Let's just actually go and do some research and, and, and just do it. So I'm currently looking for multi-units right now in my area where I can, I don't know if you heard of the term house hacking. Yeah. So for people that don't have the kind of money to just buy the building and then still have their own place, um, as a, as a prior, uh, as a military veteran, I still get my VA home loan so I can come in with zero down. And a lot of people don't know this, but yeah, you can actually buy up to a four unit, uh, uh, building place with your VA home loan zero down. So what we will do is we will, um, try to find like a duplex or a triplex, come in zero money down, live in one of the units while we rent the other two or three units out. And then down the road, when I, you know, when I move, um, then we can either refinance it to a traditional, um, or just deal, you know, or, or sell it. Um, but that's definitely the route my wife and I are going to be, um, taking in the next, I think this next decade, I really want to get busy with the, uh, Real estate investing through the the small multi units. Yeah, of course you got to do it. So I mean, that's the American dream. Smart man. That's yep. It's the American dream. Let's uh, let's introduce you to to the listeners. Uh, how how would you introduce yourself? How can we find you? And uh, let's get into what you do. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Vic Padilla. I'm the founder of V Twin Now. The website is basically it's a news platform. Um, and we focus on just like parts and accessories, um, in, in riding gear and things of that nature. So we're not really about the motorcycle culture per se. We're really focused just on like a lot of the new great products that come out. Like it almost seems like weekly for the V twin market. Um, the website used to be known as a couple different things. Um, when I first started out, I think it was called, um, the bagger blog. It used to be called my road glide when I, before I kind of knew what I was going to be doing with the the whole website thing. Um, But it's called um, V twin now. Um, And we have, you know, we're on the website. We have the whole social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And it's V twin now. Dot com. Dot com. Nice. Nice. And and, and fuck man, what a great time to be in that industry because the amount of products that exist today is insane. You know, I've had a conversation previously when I was a GM at Harley back in 2007, 2008, there wasn't this many aftermarket parts. Now everybody's manufacturing. Can we talk about some of your favorites? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just kind of to piggyback about what you're saying about, it seems like the market, it just has so many products. You're absolutely right. I think with, um, I think with the whole, people being able to actually start affording some of these CNC machines. It really, uh, I think that whole thing kind of ushered in people being able to kind of make these products in their garage almost, you know what I mean? You can get some of these small CNC machines and you can pump out some little foot pegs for pretty cheap in your own garage. Assuming you have the right power and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing when just the everyday Joe blow, 
can have a vision about something and then put it on a computer and act, and then you know within within you know an hour have a a really cool product that he can he can sell um on the web directly to consumers um so yeah some of my favorite products man um i really like the stuff from lucky daves i love um what he's doing he has a very interesting story um so he he's a good friend of mine dave uh from lucky daves and um i like the stuff that um I mean, I, lo- I love the seats by Saddleman. I like the stuff that Krause is doing. I love the guys over at Joker Machine. I've always rocked a lot of their products. I think they're based out of like Lake Havasu or something. I think they have a really uh, nice collection of, um, uh, you know, of CNC aluminum parts that are really good quality. Right. So, I mean, there's really too many to name, man. There's just so many people I doing, mean, it, it's doing never, really it's, good work. It's you never know? ending. What, what, what have you done to your bike? What have you done? What, okay, what companies so, have you used to, to personally yeah. fix up? Yeah. So keep in mind, again, this is kind of a newer bike, so I haven't been able to do too much to it. Um, so the first thing I do anytime I get a, I get a bike is the handlebars got to go. Like the stock handlebars. When I got the 2020 Road Glide Special, you know, they have those like buckhorn style handlebars. Yeah. And when you're riding it, it seems like. It almost feels like a beach bar. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it kind of turn, exactly. turns like, your wrist and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. First thing. Yep. So those are the first thing that's got to go. What I did on this on this bike is I went with the the Krauss setup. Um, I didn't go with the Krauss top tree because didn't have the money for that. <laughs> but everything else is is Krauss. Um, and so that's that's a really nice setup. Um, what else I do? A lot of my bikes, I have Bassani exhaust, so I went with um, Bassani's new stainless steel, uh, their short, extra short version of their Road Rage. For the baggers, right? Um, yeah, for the baggers, stainless steel. What, what, what um, are they calling that? On there. Calling it that the Road Rage, the Road Rage short or Road Rage bag? Well, so, yeah, they have three different variants now for the baggers. They have, like, the full-length Road Rage pipe, uh, which goes, you know, to the end of the saddlebags, just a little bit past it. Then they have like their mid-length one. And then they have a new one that they came out with earlier this year, um, which um, it kind of goes, it stops at the very beginning of the bag. You know, I don't know if you've, you've kind of been keeping track, but a lot of um, the, you know, this whole performance bagger craze, you've been seeing like shorter and shorter two into one pipes on these bikes. You know, uh, TBR has, has a short one. I forgot what they call theirs. The end. Yeah, it kicks out a little bit, um, and uh, I think I think Bassani kind of took note of that. Some other companies, and you know, Bassani came out with their own kind of the version of that, and that's the one I have on my bike. Then I got um, I always go with um, Dynajet. Right. I got a power. I used to go with Power Commanders. Um, then somebody put me onto the Power Vision, so I have that mounted on my handlebars, and I can kind of see everything that's going on. Um, and then I got a Lucky Dave seat. I always, I always have Lucky Dave seats on there. And, and some people might be like, oh, you know, he's close to Dave or he knows. The reality is, uh, people don't understand is, uh, and the way my site works is like, companies send me products, yeah. right? So uh, Dave has always shown support for me since day one. Basani has always shown me support from day one. So anytime they come out with new products, 
they shoot them out to me. You know I, what I mean? I, so I understand that. But yeah. it, and, and just, you know, this is between you yeah. and me only, right? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's yeah. listening. Nah. But just talk really quiet. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll whisper this. Yeah. Do, do you, does, does that, I mean, well, realistically, you only review the product you get. You don't really compare it to anything else, right? Right. So if you guys, because what I'm trying to, because what I was trying to get to is you're not, you're not putting any other company down other than the company you're just reviewing. Sorry. Right. So people that follow the YouTube channel um, and watch the videos that I do, because there's kind of two halves to to V2. And now you have the news site where just people send me press releases. Boom. I just put them on there. Right. The other side is people send me products and I do video features on them. And I think there's a difference between a video feature on a product and a video review on a product. A video review, you're telling people not only about the product, but you're saying what you like and what you hate. Not necessarily hate, but what you don't like about the dislike. product, right? You're, you're right. What you dislike about a product. I don't really do that. Um, one is... I don't really have the time as somebody that works a nine to five. I don't have the time to review tons and tons of products. Cause if you guys, have, for any of you guys who've watched the videos, I try to put a lot of quality into these videos. So I I'm using, you know, a 4k camera. I'm, 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 I have all these different lenses where I get really up close to the, to the product. Um, so I try to make high quality videos and those things take a lot of time. If I were to just review every single thing people sent me, I just either my wife would leave me because she would never she'd just be seeing the back of my head <laughs> right. at the computer. It just wouldn't work. So the, the way it really works is I keep my pulse on kind of what's out there, what I like, what I would put on my bike and kind of like what I could see some of my other buddies put on their bike. And then I contact that company and I say, Hey, here's the deal. Here's my websites. Here's my followers. Um, here are the quality of videos that I put together. Are you interested in letting me do a video feature on your product? Now I'm already contacting you because I already like your product. I've already done my research and I'd love to share all of all of that knowledge with my viewers, right? My followers. So a company can then say, nah, bro, you know, go kick sand or, or they could say, absolutely. Sure. We'd love to have you cover the product. Um, so when I get that product, I've already kind of done my homework and all I'm doing is sharing my excitement about that product with everyone else. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I do. You know, a, a lot of other guys, they'll pretty much, re, you know, there's some people that would just review everything. Um, I never felt good trashing another product. Um, if I did down the road, if I was able to do this full time, as far as like reviewing, um, I think what I would do is in those cases, I would probably contact the company up front before I actually record and say, Hey, this is the deal, man. I, I looked, I tested your product out and I'm seeing a bunch of flaws in it. Things that I don't like. Are you sure you want me to go through with this? Because, you know, like they say, once it's on the internet, that's on the internet forever, unless you pull it down. Right. So that's why I've kind of chosen to, to just do video features on stuff that I would put on my own bike and I could see other people, you know what I mean? You ever uh, build anybody's bike with the, with the experience you have? Um, no, I haven't. I mean, that would actually be fun. Um, I think once I get settled, yeah, I think 
once I get settled, if, if we end up going to Texas um, and, I, and I get a big enough garage where I can put multiple lifts, I would love to be able to do that for like close buddies and stuff. I love the if fact. If they let me. I love the fact that you said multiple lifts. Uh, yeah. One for oh, your bike and yeah. the other one for the guests. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, in my garage now, I actually just sold my second lift, but I usually always have two lifts on there. Yeah. And that's my wife rides as well. She has a, she has a Road King. Um, a 2015 Road King. So, Very nice. um, you know, if she needs work on her bike, you know, I can, I can have it on that lift. And then if I have, I'm doing videos or stuff, I, I, I need a lift for my own bike. Um, and two, man, I, uh, I hurt my lower back when I was, when I was in the military. And so I can't be like laying on my back, like bending down, you know, wrenching on my bike anymore, man, my back, like after five minutes, it, it'll just go out on me. So I need to be like sitting on a stool with the bike lifted up in the air. That's the only way I can do it now. Well, it you looks know, like uh, a viejo. So it looks un viejito, <laughs> no? Un anciano. <laughs> How old are you, brother? So bro, I'm 41, For, come, but oh, bro, I feel like on. I'm older. That's young as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, Robert, hold on. You, you were talking about like yeah, the yeah, older yeah. one already is out of the house. The other ones are going to be yeah. seniors. Oh man. Come yeah, on. bro. I started at 12 years old. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So, the typical yeah. Latino. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Exactly. We beat up our bodies when we we're young and then we pay for it and then we, around this age. Then we pay for it. So yeah, man, having two lifts is Having a motorcycle lift, like the drive-on lifts, those are great, man. Got to have one. Yeah, I was actually looking at one of those. I mean, it's it's the only problem with that is that if I were to get one, people like this, uh, I'm pointing at Jaime right This here. fool's like, hey, do my oil change. I'm oh, bro. <laughs> no, he'll actually do my oil change and he'll do his oh, and then he'll funny. bring everybody else's So what he was going to say is people like this and he would, point <laughs> me, would be comfortable doing my service at my garage. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. No, Go ahead you, and buy it, bro. <laughs> yeah, you should do the uh, Hyman move, man. This guy, this guy, like you know, we're talking about customizing other people's bikes. Hyman loves yeah. spending other people's money and customizing their bike, which is so crazy. I mean, you don't have to because you get products to review, right? But I have yeah. every time I wanna check out a product, I just have to convince yeah. a friend a friend to buy it, so he can test so it. Yeah, buy it and I customize it, and then I was like, hey, how do you like that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is exactly. cool, which a lot of times it works out because he's done so much research on it that he'll be like, hey, you got to try this product out. You know, I don't know if I want to get it yet. And then that person will buy it. And most of the times it's good enough that we keep it. Yeah. But every now yeah. and then we buy a product that's like, fuck, yeah, we, why yep. did I, I get leave, this? I live through mm-hmm. them. And then, and then he gets the better one. It's like, ah, oh, good one. Yeah. Good move, brother. Yeah. Yeah. You use them as the little science experiment. That's smart. Yeah. But, you know, another another aspect to the whole having um the lifts in your garage is man i don't know about you but to me there's nothing better than chilling on a friday night or a saturday night listening to some music in the garage while you're wrenching on your bike or even just cleaning it and you have your buddies over and they have their bikes over and you're like tinkering tinkering around with with their bikes i mean that's for me that's that's a dope weekend uh, that's a dope friday night you know what i mean i enjoy and, that and, it's very relaxing yeah yeah exactly have some hamburgers or hot dogs or kind of salad or something on the grill just chilling you know the dog chilling right next to you um man that's 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 i love that stuff that that's funny because uh a lot of us a lot of us agree with you the friends barbecue wrenching on the bike you know having some beers. Jaime wrenching on the bike Jaime wrenching on the bike <laughs> 
you know, and, and it's like it's it's those simple things in life that that are amazing. And then women just yep. like oh, they want to go to a strip club and they want to they want to <laughs> go out. Like no, baby, like I I'll, I want to just be in my garage. That's it. Like that's yeah. what life's about. Yeah. Um. So how do you how do you manage that with uh, your moves? Because one of the things that is holding me in LA is that now for the last three years I've managed to make mm -hmm. friends. And now mm -hmm. my wife is like, let's move to Orange County. And I was like, nope, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, so you mean, well, I had, I, I hung around a lot of guys in, in North County, San Diego. And it was kind of hard moving out here where I, I didn't really know too many people. But I'm a pretty, pretty uh, social dude. Like I make friends pretty quickly. And, you know, with motorcycles too. It's easy. Like you spot guy. Yeah, exactly. You pull up somewhere and you see another Harley and you just you just start talking to them and you make friends really quickly. So I've made uh, a number of friends down here. And, um, it's funny, like, uh, when I met them, they had like older, older Harleys. Um, and they were still working and stuff, but like 92s or whatever, electric glides or whatever. And, uh, you know, they see, they see me, what I, what I kind of do with my bikes and stuff. And now all of them have 2020 road glide specials. So we're all mobbing around. Yeah. Imperial County. And no, I'm familiar. It's cool. I'm, I'm familiar with 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 your situation. That's that's yeah. this guy. I he just sold yeah. everybody six BMW GSAs. Like, <laughs> I don't know. that's my next bike, bro. Is it your next bike? Well, I'm GSA the uh, GS 1250. That is the next bike I want to get. Just, and just, been, just to be clear, real quick, just for the people yeah. listening, you brought that up yeah. on your own, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Talk about your yeah. next bike. Yeah, that I've been doing a lot of research and here's the thing. So recently, uh, my wife and I, we, we bought a, like a travel trailer. One, because the whole COVID-19 thing, everybody's stuck in their houses. They just want to get the hell out, right? Right. On the weekends. Not only that, but the heat, we just want to get the hell out and go somewhere cooler. But I don't like sleeping on the ground anymore. You know, when I was younger, when I was a young buck, I could do all that now. It didn't matter. Glamping. Yeah. I want to I sleep on a nice bed. I want to be comfortable. Um, so... We've been going out camping like every other weekend and uh, we like to go see nature and, and go just see, you know, all that stuff. And and I, I anytime I'm driving to these like locations, I always like am looking off to the side on some of these little dirt roads just going off into the mountains and stuff. And I'm like, man, I would love to just be able to pull off, pull over and go in that little truck trail and go see what's over there. Right. But with a with a bagger. You know, it's it's really tough to do that. You got you really got to uh, pick and choose your battles wisely because loose gravel, you know, you could end up on the ground and up hurt. Those are pretty heavy bikes. So I've just been doing a lot of research on the uh, adventure bikes or dual sports. And uh, they just look really, really fun. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the uh, Honda Africa Twin because, um, man, I really want to be able to to go on some of those truck trails and just go explore. And so the, those type of bikes allow you to do that. So here's from, the thing. You know, if, you really like, if you really like your Harley, I don't know if I recommend you to get the BMW. Because, Why is that? Because you're not going to ride your Harley anymore. You, Bro. You go through phases. All right. So every, I've, I've actually, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos and that is a com, that's, that's a common theme. People are saying that that bike is a, the true touring bike. Uh, the, the GS 1250. So, I think for me, I'll always keep a Harley because I 
I enjoy those motorcycles. I enjoy the sound, the feel of them when I'm on the road. And I also enjoy the culture too. Right. And I think it's, it's, it's a kind of a different culture with the whole um, For sure, yeah. touring bikes. Right. So, um, why not, why not have the best of both worlds? You know what I mean? Keep that bike. Um, and then I, that way I can continue doing my things with the V twin market. And, um, when I, when I, when I want to go off road, just jump on the BMW or the Honda, you know? Yeah. It, it becomes difficult. I, I, I have the 2020 street glide and then I have the 1250 GSA and yep. I got the street glide first and I was riding it everywhere. I mean, within three right. weeks or something, I put like 1200 miles then right. I picked up the BMW and I just wasn't riding the Harley that much. And there was actually a phase. I'm calling it a phase because then I got back into the Harley. But there was like a three, four month phase where I didn't even want to touch the Harley. I was like, why? I mean, I'm, I'm going to cut through traffic. Yeah. I'm going to cut through here. Uh, and then with the BMW, there's just certain fun stuff to do. Like sometimes I'd go to Huntington mm. Park and there's all the semi mm-hmm. trucks in the way. I would jump on the sidewalk. I'd go over the train tracks. I'd go through. <laughs> right. Like, I'm doing stuff that I've never huh. even crossed my mind. And the phase after that was I look at the, you know, the street glide looks at me kind of sad. And I'm like, shit, I better take this out for a spin. <laughs> and it takes me out for a good time too, you know. And obviously yeah. when I'm on the street glide, everybody's like, cool bike. That is a cool yep. looking bike. And everybody will say that. The GS... Yeah. I get a lot of that. I mean, literally, we were dry, we were riding, uh, I think, to Lake Arrowhead a few weeks ago, and this guy in a in a M5 was just with his girl, and he was honking and waving. He's like, "Fucking amazing bike!" Yeah. And actually, a lot yep. of people like the. I don't know. They're both beautiful. Actually, you got to own both. One of, of our buddies uh, just got pulled over by the police, and when he got out of when they got out of the car, they were like, "Oh, we just wanted to see your bike and what you've done to it." No, are you serious? Oh, Colin. Oh, yeah. Colin? Oh, yeah. that, oh, that guy. <laughs> both, yeah, both bikes are are beautiful, man. I think there's something about there's something about the lines on a on a Harley Davidson, man. And the when you crack that throttle, especially if you got the right exhaust, um, that's what I'm. Nothing missing. beats it. Nothing beats it. But as far as pure comfort and technology, like that that the intersection right there. I think there's a lot to be said for those type of bikes like the GS1250. Um, they're just, man, they're, 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 I've heard nothing but good things about they're those. Beast. So they're beast. Yeah. Like I said, man, you just, just because you, you jump on, you know, a BMW doesn't mean you got to ditch your Harley. You know, right. if you're in a financial position to keep your Harley Davidson, I say keep your Harley Davidson. And there's, there's a, a time and place for everything. Um, um, but you know, you know, some guys get really divisive when you start talking about brands and stuff like that. I've just never been that type of dude. Right. But, and, and, but most people are not. My conclusion between the GS and, and the Harley is if you're looking for lifestyle, if you're looking for a bar hopper, if you're looking to, you know, meet, meet and, and socialize, um, you know, stop by the dealership and hang out, which is all fun things, get a riding crew and have that experience, definitely go Harley. It's, it, it's a lifestyle bike, 100%. Um, but once you get more riding experience and once you've ridden a lot that your ass hurts, you know, and you want to go on further rides and you want to go off yeah. dirt roads and you want to go now more for adventures versus, you know, local or just car, you know, 
Because I know people on dinas that, you know, rip the canyons, 100%, badass. But if right. you, you want to go state to state, shit, if you want to go around the world, uh, you know, then you get the GS. Yep. Well, for example, we were going to maybe try and attempt to do this uh, episode, and we were going to write to you and surprise you and just show up there to do the episode live. Mm. On, our, on our BMWs, we probably would have done it. Yeah, no, I'm no, not going to no do problem. that in my Dyna for sure. You know. Yeah, four I hours. I think, uh, yeah, you guys would have died in Palm Springs. Probably. <laughs> probably. Oh, you have to get the Palm Springs like to your, your, your place, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you could have made it physically. Well, yeah. If it wasn't the summertime, I would be like, man, that, that would have been a cool ride for you guys. And uh, but but is the suspension? I mean, what, what what are the type of things on those bikes that are just that you feel are superior to like a Harley Touring bike? What's the first Here, thing you guys noticed? Look, I'll, I'll I'll give you a simple analogy. A Harley to me is is a sexy ass hot rod. It's a classic sexy hot rod. It's it looks nice, it feels nice, but the suspension's a little stiff. Uh, right. The handling's, you know, a little heavy. Uh, the ride is, is not as smooth. The motor's a million degrees, especially these 114s. They're a million degrees. Um, and it just handling and performance is just not there. It's, it, it's, to, to me, it's, it's a bar hopper. Yeah, I know people go to Sturgis. I've done, you know, long rides. But the BMW to me is more like, a, it's like comparing an Audi Q8, a 2020 Audi Q8, and a hot rod, you know, right. what, what are you going to take to Palm Springs and cruise down Palm Springs? And what are you going to yeah. take and ride to Montana to Yellowstone and back right. and not worry about having another week and a half of recovery? Yeah. Uh. But technologically, actually, to the question that you were saying, uh, well, I feel a lot safer, for example, because it has like combined brake, you know, and it's, the, and it's all electronic. So... When right. you when you hit the brake, it already by default breaks forty sixty percent uh, in the front, forty in the back, without you touching the back the back brake. Or seventy thirty or fifty the, fifty. And then you put it in raid mode, and it changes the the percentages, so you're safer. So then you have a traction control. So it has full on traction control, which Harley I think did start adding as an option traction this control. year. I think right. Yeah, for a first gen, but you know they've had traction control for a while. Uh, the weight, uh, the the tank, the tank is seven point eight gallons. Um, the, the suspension uh, that you can suspension. it's electronic also so you can bring up two inches or down two inches you can raise your suspension right. you know and with, it gets hard if you if you put it in dynamic pro it gets stiffer so you can do canyons I mean it's just a whole bunch of electronics that you don't yeah that you're but years away right and and the list goes on you know the boxer motors and you got the engine guards and you can go completely off-roading I mean it, it's never it's never ending but my my end conclusion my end result would be that if you're looking for something to just fucking escape just really yep. escape you, you go with that and there's no limits uh, if you're looking for a lifestyle, you know, because I, I know there's a lot of people that just got into Harleys and they're like, yeah. oh, Harley fucking Davidson. There's no other better bike. And it's like, brother, no, brother, <laughs> there's there's a lot of nicer bikes, but I respect yeah. the HD tradition. I love Harley. Yeah, I can't yeah. get rid of my streak light. I'll never get rid of my streak light. And guess right. what? Maybe I will pick up a, a, a Dyna Lowrider, the new ones. You know, yeah. I, had, I had the older one with the suspension, but now one of the new ones. There's still many Harleys I'll still buy. Right. But 
I mean, performance. Like we were talking about doing a podcast uh, with our, our next guest. He's in Yellowstone. And, and right. we're like, fuck it. Let's just go to Yellowstone. Yeah, we mopped the trip. Yeah. Let, let, Damn. Let's just, let's just, that'd be a dope ride. That'd be a fucking great ride. Like, like there's... Yeah. The difference is if I did a full day of riding my Harley, when I got back, I'm drinking a beer and I'm going to sleep. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Where, yeah. For a day. For for a day, yeah. <laughs> for a day. And and you know, and and with the BMW, with the GSA, I, I can ride six hours. I can ride, you know, three, four hundred miles locally, messing around through the canyons, Angeles Crest, BCH, right. get home, jump on a computer and work. You know, yeah. or, or whatever the case yeah, is. Yeah, three weeks ago I went to Yosemite Park um and I rode straight from LA to in one in one gas tank, by the way. Um, oh, because they got like eight gallons. Eight or gallons right? of gas, yeah. Seven point eight. That's yeah. crazy. Um, so I went there, and it was five hour, five hours and a half. And when I got there, the first thing I did is, is get on my bike and go to a restaurant and keep riding. And keep riding. Wow, that's impressive. Which with my Dyna, which I also have, um, I would do two. You'd be beat up. Yeah, I would. Do, I would do two hours and go home. Yeah and, and, yeah, and I know there's a lot of people listening saying, oh, you'd get beat up on a diner because you're a pussy, but yeah, it has the, nothing to do with <laughs> I've it. I've done the 1,000 miles in one day, and you're like, well, Right. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with it. If you're While riding, they're sipping their latte. Right. <laughs> if if you're riding as long as we've all been riding, you, you just yeah. get, there's just certain comforts that, fuck it, it's more comfortable. How, I, long, I, how long have you been riding? So I started riding in 2010, my first motorcycle was a Dyna. Um, but I quickly went from like a street Bob to a road glide ultra. Um, shortly after I went, I went, uh, riding to, where do we go? Went to like Santa Barbara. I met my uncle who lives up in La Habra and uh, he's been riding all his life. And, uh, so I remember riding up to Santa Barbara and he's on his, uh, he's on his street glide, bumping salsa music, just like chilling, enjoying. I'm getting beaten up on this dyna. I didn't have no windshield, no, no little fairing, nothing, just kind of eating it, eating all the bugs, getting blasted everywhere. Yeah. And I'm looking at this fool and he's just like chilling, listening to music while he's riding, <laughs> one hand on the handlebar. Cigarette and I was like, damn it. Drinking a beer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, on the computer. And uh, yeah. I was like, man, I need to get a bagger. And and I I had that dyna for probably eight eight or nine months traded it in got a bagger and never looked back yeah what do you have before this one before the 2020 oh my gosh i've had so many so i no, before but the last, this i had the latest one. Oh, so yeah before the 2020 i had a 2015 road king which i murdered out it's on my instagram somewhere yeah. but i probably had about i don't know man seven eight bikes now yeah, I guess I was going to ask it, you, because one yeah. of the things that um, that we discuss a lot is um, sus rear suspension on the baggers. Which one is your favorite rear suspension? Yeah, have you changed your suspension yet? You know what? I I haven't too much. I mean, one time I did a video feature on um, this, this company out in the East Coast, J, is it JL Suspension? Oh, I can't remember the name of the company. They're not really too known in the Harley, Harley community. Um, 
but I've done that. And then I think that's pretty much it, man. You know, I haven't really done too many rear suspensions. I've used progressive suspension. They're, they're uh, fork cartridges a number of times on my different bikes, but I haven't really messed with too many rear suspensions. Um, uh, so I want to, you? I've been, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. Continue. You want to. Yeah. Um, just gets pricey. That? There's a company. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, there's a company out of, uh, what is it? They're like Riverside. Um, Walker Evans. No, I forgot. You probably know who I'm talking about. They, RWD? they have the piggyback. RWD, right? Rush, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, heard, I've heard great things about their suspension, um, but I haven't got a chance to get my hands on a pair, but heard good things about them. I know everybody's going to hate me for doing this, but one more point about the GSA. Mm. <laughs> you buy it, it's done. It's done. Really? You don't have to do nothing. It's done. You might change your windshield if you want. You might powder coat because you want to do something to customize it. Yeah. But it's done. You're not. So is there a big aftermarket industry for, for those bikes? Or is, is it because those bikes are so dialed bikes. in? No, there's not. Compared well, to Harley-Davidson, Harley yeah. compared to Harley-Davidson, right, right, right. there's not. There is a mm. few. Look, Saddleman made some seats. You know, we actually rolled in. I've told this a thousand times on this podcast, but I love it anyways. We went into Saddleman to pick up my uh, my uh, San Diego Custom Saddleman seat for my streak line. I went mm -hmm. on the, we went on the GS, and when we rolled in into the office, five or six dudes came down, like tatted up, typical Harley riders, mm -hmm. right? Are those your mm -hmm. bikes? And we're like, we thought we were going to get in a fight. Legitimately, mm -hmm. we thought we were going to get into a fight or there was a problem. And we're mm -hmm. like, yeah. Those bikes are fucking amazing. Can we make seats for them? Yeah, of course. Why not? And they made some pretty awesome seats with the uh, the back pillion, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So th th there is some, but compared to Harley, there, it's none. I mean, it really is. Mm, it really interesting. Is so the the bike comes complete. Where the benefit of having a Harley is the customization's unlimited, but it's so yeah. fucking expensive. I, I just went to the store and. Uh, Glendale Harley, and I just bought, you know, floorboards, uh, matching brake pedal, you know, matching this, matching that. $1,400. All Willie G? Uh, no, no I, I, I went with their new collection, <laughs> which I, I have mixed feelings about, but I went with their new collection. Yeah. It's called the Endgame, and it looks more, really? um, yeah, they just released it probably a month and a half ago. It's called Endgame. It looks good, but... It they've been stepping up their game a little bit, they've been you know, for a up. while. Well, some of it was kind of cheesy, but I think they were taking it's, some cues from other people. But, so. it, but it, a, a couple cues. I mean, it's about time. I, I remember back in the days when you couldn't even buy any Harley Chrome parts unless if it was from custom Chrome because and yeah. Harley's Chrome quality sucked back then. And now now they're jumping into a bunch of stuff, you know, even seats yeah. and everything. But it's still not as good as like the locals. Yeah, you know, but yeah, th th this Endgame collection. If I was to give any feedback, I feel there's definitely no grip for your feet, so you, you mm -hmm. feel like when you're hitting 80, 90 miles per hour, you feel I, I feel like I'm struggling keeping my feet on the floorboards. Right. Um, you know, where they just released another collection that's called the 80 80 grip or 80 grit, and that one has like the little spikes, and that one looks pretty cool. I kind of wish I would have went with that setup, but um, but the, anyways, my point is benefit of harley's you everybody we can we can all buy streak lights and yep. by the end of the year everybody's bike's going to look different you yeah know? and, I, and I do i do like that aspect but it gets it gets costly oh yeah and that's you know it's funny because 
uh, kind of coming back to to V Twin now, that's the main reason why I started this whole thing. I mean, originally when I started back in like 2011, 2010, maybe it was, I would, I would buy a couple parts for my bike. I didn't, I didn't even have the mirrorless cameras or any of the, the, the audio gear, video gear, all that. I just had like a little GoPro and I was just buying a few little pieces for my bike that I thought were cool. And I kind of wanted to tell other people, my experience with the, with the part. And right. what happened was um, people started watching those videos and then slowly but surely companies started watching those videos and saying like, man, this guy's, he's really giving a lot of attention to this product where some of these other dudes are, you just kind of, maybe they just want the free product or whatever, but they're really not giving the, the product the attention maybe it deserves. And so people started, companies started hitting me up and saying, hey, would you, would you cover our product if we sent it to you? And I'm like, do I have to pay, do I have to pay for it? They're like, nah, man, keep it. You know what I mean? Um, so originally, man, um, that's that's how it started. And you know, I, I work a nine to five job, and and one of the things that I've always tried to uh, to do was really to 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 not spend my my the money I make from my work on my hobby for my motorcycle, right? I never want to take food off, off, off my kid's plate just so I can have a cool looking bike. Right. So this is kind of like my hustle. This is kind of like what I do to get my bike to look the way I want. And I put a lot, a lot of, uh, Time long and hours and I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on lighting video, um, the computers, um, just so that, um, people can take it seriously and it's worked out. You know, people say like, oh man, you're lucky you get all this stuff for free. And I'm like, bro, for free is if I was sitting on my hands and not doing anything, there, there's a, definitely a barter that happens when somebody, when Basani sends you a, you know, $1,400 exhaust pipe, they're expecting something in return. Right. So right. no doubt about it. I'm putting in you know, five, six, seven, eight hours just editing all this stuff and it, it works out. Um, so yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no such thing as a free meal. Nope. There's nobody, there's nobody Basani selling pipes, sending them pipes just to have a pipe. It's, it's literally people, anything, anything you do, even, even the podcast, a video, any, anything that has to do with production takes so much time and effort and editing and cutting. It's, it's not easy. Even I'll, I'll make a little video on Instagram and that takes an hour, you know, or even for example, right now we're having a casual conversation. We'll record it. We'll, we'll fix it up, tune it up. But the introduction for whatever reason takes me 30, 40 minutes. You know, I got to yeah. record it. I got to script it. I got to write it. It takes time. And people don't see that. People just think that everything is simple. But I do think that I do think that if there was somebody else, like, for example, if we were talking to you in 2011, it's like, hey, man, you want to do this, bro? Just just use your fucking GoPro, you know, just get started. Just get your little mind. Yep. You, like you, you yep. do. There is ways like sometimes people mm-hmm. complicate it more than what it is yep. to get started. And and as long as your message and the research and your delivery your delivery is is right, then you're fine. That's that's guess what? You got to record a video with your phone. Fuck it, do it. Especially now, phone quality is amazing nowadays. Yeah. You know, so absolutely. Anybody, how how do you manage um, 
you know, your friends. Because I'm sure that your friends will come and say, hey, man, do you get anything? Can I get one of these for free, too? And stuff like that. They ask you for free stuff. I think um, when you meet new people, sometimes oh, that maybe happens. Sometimes. But I'm sure that yeah. happens also with new people, but also with your yeah. closer friends, you know? That but, yeah, the, the closer friends, I think when they say that, it's more in jest because they, they know what the deal is. Um, a lot of the guys have been to my studio. They've seen the cameras. They've seen the DJI Ronin, you know, stabilizers. They and um, and so I think a lot of times they they kind of poke fun at it. Like, hey, why don't you give me an exhaust too? And I'm like, all right, cool. Slide me fifteen hundred. You know what I mean? But right. <laughs> so I think they're saying it in jest. But um, you know, every once in a while, you I. I, I kind of, unfortunately, I, I feel like I do need to kind of educate them a little bit um, as to the reality. Because, you know, with this whole social media, social media influencer thing that, that that's going on now, um, I think companies have become jaded a little bit because there's so many people calling themselves influencers and stuff. And they kind of get a bad taste. Like everybody just is hitting me up for free stuff. So right. then when you have genuine guys like me who are putting hours and hours and hours into something and trying to be as professional as possible and trying to give you, give you kind of a return on your investment, when guys like me show up and say, hey, I, I saw your product, uh, here's who I am, I'd really love to give it, give it some shine, sometimes you get blown off just like some of these little new jack kids yeah. that just came out of the woodwork, you know, that are maybe do a couple cool wheelies and stuff and that's all they're going to give you. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, I understand why companies kind of get salty a little bit and it, and it kind of makes guys like me, like what we're doing a little bit more difficult just because now everybody can pick up a camera, everybody can show the part real quick. And then they think that there's some worth there when man, it takes time. It takes effort. Um, I've had many sleepless nights. Weekends really are really the only time I can do a lot of this stuff because when I get home from a hard day's work, my time is focused on my family, my wife and kids, you know, um, because at the end of the day, man, like <clears throat> I don't I don't want to be known as one of those dads that was like my boys, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, dad had all those cool bikes and he had all these followers and stuff, but he was a he was a shithead. He didn't yeah, pay no attention. He was never to me. around for us. <laughs> he, he's always looking at the computer. People don't understand that kind of stuff. So, um, it's it's interesting times, man. It's very interesting times. I I think there's different. I believe there's different categories of social media. You know, you gave the example of uh of the guy popping a willy, and that's all you get, versus a person doing their research and and talking about a product, about the pros and cons, and what situation it would be good for etc 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 i think they're, they're those are two different categories in the sense of the guy popping the willy is it, you know what it is it's, it's almost like a quality versus quantity kind of ordeal you know because yeah. the guys doing the stunts you know they seem to usually have more followers and they have you know uh, more requests and they're going to shows some of them and yeah, they're going to do a stunt, and after they do a stunt, they're going to mention a product, and that's as far as it goes, where the quality of what you're doing and other people like you are doing is you're breaking it down. 
you're giving people a situation, you're giving them a solution. And, and I think that's, that's the difference that the people look at. You know? Yeah, but, absolutely. And one thing I will say right off the bat though, cause I can already, <laughs> the wheels are spinning. I can already hear people me, that are me, listening to this and saying like, Oh man, this dude is, uh-oh. let me first say this, that there are dudes that are killing it right now with the uh-huh. whole, and these guys are athletes, guys like sea bear stunts. Like these dudes are straight killing it. People don't, what a lot of people don't realize too, like, okay, they're getting stuff, you know, parts, accessories, all that stuff. These dudes are literally putting their life on the line. Like these dudes are straight up athletes, right? So I'm not talking about dudes like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm talking about- of course. That's a traditional sponsoring for an athlete, right? Rob Rob Carpenter definitely deserves all his- his, Oh, yeah. um, all his parts for free if he gets them or I don't even know. 100%. I don't even know if he gets them or not. But yep, you yep. know that guy is risking his life since we were checking it out before. Um, yeah, yeah. Look at some of these people's social media. They've been around since 2013, 2012 when Instagram was out. No, no, I'm not even trying. I, I didn't yeah. say just and just to clarify, you're right because people twist this shit around. I'm not yep. trying to say that you know compare it or not. What I'm saying is there's just different categories of social media. You know, yeah. And, and I think the reality too is what happens because this is what happens with me. Like I might see some of these, these, uh, these athletes on, um, on their motorcycles, like doing stuff. But what, I, like, if I'm interested in a product that they're, they're sponsored by or the, that they're promoting, the first thing I do is I always go like to YouTube. I'll try to see if some dude is talking about that product in depth. Yeah. And that's what I do first before I jump into a product. So if I'm the way I'm thinking is if I'm doing that before I spend my hard earned money on a product, I'm guessing a lot of other dudes are doing that too. So there's a, there's a, there's a place for those, those athletes that are doing the wheelies and putting their, their, their life on the line. And there's, there's also a place for guys like me um, and others that are, maybe not putting their life on the line, but they're, they are looking in depth at a product and giving everybody like an up close look at it and really, really genuinely selling a product from a customer standpoint. And I think there's value, definitely value in both and both are needed in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. But we're we're clearly mentioning the classic guy that uses the the first two weeks of him willing to get free products and never get anything in return to the the brands. That is, that's which unfortunately for most brands, there's a lot more of those guys than, than, you know, the people doing the research or the professionals or the pros. And that's just part of it. And they know it. We know it. We all know it. Look, we, we have, uh, and and now now I'm just talking about the, the Los Pepes group. We have, um, we have clothing, right? Um, that we that we design and make in downtown LA from scratch, right? Uh, people, there's guys that hit me up, and the first phrase they say is, "Hey, bro, help me get gear for free." And that is the introduction. <laughs> not even his name. Not even how are you doing? Or their nothing. followers or their quality. You have no idea the-, the amount of people that, that does that. That obviously yeah, straight no, up no I, response. I, I but, can imagine. I can imagine. And we are nobody. We have like 7,000 <clears throat> followers, but it's incredible how people find you, go through the feed, see that we tag people, which means that mm-hmm. we, you know, are somehow involved with some uh, specific um, brands or something, and they just yeah. attack like if it was, you know, a free-for-all or whatever. 
I believe it. I believe it. You know, I, I think it's just, I, I don't know if it's a trend, but man, it seems like this younger generation, man, here I go talking like old, old head, us old heads and those young, those young bucks when I was their age. But, um, it just seems like people aren't willing to put in the work, uh, to get what they want. They, everybody wants the handout. They want, they want quick, free now. And you know, it was, it was a couple years of putting out videos and spending money on camera equipment and lighting and learning how to do all this stuff before I got my first thousand dollar part before Bassani says, Hey, we like your stuff. Here's this pipe, please cover it. You know what I mean? It took a long time before that, before that happened. Nine years. I, I, I get nose to this day. To even now, like people say no to me straight up. And so um, a lot of people don't they don't they don't think about that, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But how many, um, how many subscribers do you have on YouTube now? So on YouTube, man, I probably have like not very many, man. I got like three thousand on YouTube. But the main thing because of that is. You know how there's people doing vlogs like every week. I, I'm not posting every single week. A, lo a lot of the stuff that I do takes a lot of time. It might take me a week and a half just to do the editing and production of it. You know what I mean? Um, so, but it's interesting you say that because I've thought about changing up the style um, and the frequency of my videos. If I'm doing high production all the time, I'm never going to be able to put out videos like every every week, like some of these vloggers where they just kind of get in front of a camera and talk and then boom, that's it. Um, so I've been thinking about mixing it up where I have my high production stuff. Right. And then I have, um, Sorry, my vlogs or something like that. Yeah. yeah just, con just content. So, um, yeah. And on Instagram, I think I'm like, I don't know, man, what is it? 4,000, four or 5,000. I'm on Twitter. Um, and then I have the website and I should be keeping track more of the, the stats on the website, but I really didn't go. I really don't go on the back end that much. You know, the website's interesting because people aren't visiting, at least from the way I see it, people aren't visiting websites as much as they did back in the day. It's like everybody gets their media from apps right? and social media. Phone. Yeah. So... Most people, like, if they're going to get information about a product, like, even if I if I push it on V-Twin Now's Instagram, like, they're really not going to go to the website. They might, they might go to YouTube to see if I did a video on it. But I asked the question a while back, I think about a year or so ago, and people were like, nah, man, like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting my stuff from my phone, my social media. So I don't yeah, know what have, the future of that website is going to be. You know what I mean? I have some, I have some friends that are uh, fashion bloggers and stuff, and they all started with their blog on online. And it's been a year since most of them are transitioning. And I'm talking about people that have like a million followers, you know, 700,000 about fashion, and they're just transitioning to full-on Instagram. And, yeah. And yep. now with, with Instagram TV... Uh, um, yeah, the same. I, I mean, I, I would totally, th this is just me from my experience of seeing how phones and the development of the iPhone and apps and blah, blah, blah. 
I think, you know, from the first phones, from the trios, the Blackberries, uh, iPhones, uh, I don't think anybody ever really used them for, for websites at all. And I think yeah. that's kind of how apps became more popular because people were like creating an app for their business, you know, where it's just their contact information. Then somebody else created an app for this content. And I think that's why the development of apps became so big because nobody goes to a website with their phone unless if it's a Google search. Yeah. So one of the things I did um, about a year and a half ago is I moved away from a traditional website, like a WordPress website where it has a content management system on the back to what's known as a, uh, I think it's a WPA. So my new website is looks and operates like an app. Like if you go to vtwinnow.com and you visit it from your phone, right. it looks like a web app and it's built. It's so it's a hybrid. It's kind of like a hybrid between a website and a web app. Um, and the cool thing is you when you first visit it, it gives you a prompt. You can actually download it to your phone and it'll have like a little icon. Um, so I can do interesting things on my website. I can, I can yeah. push out text messages. Like right now I can send a message right now to all, everybody on my website, um, who signed up. I, they'll get a text message that says, Hey, Vic's on with ride boundless podcast. And they can get it like immediately. I can push that out. He's like, Hmm, really? Um, fair, uh, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I can do cool stuff that? like that. Hmm, really? yeah. No, cause we haven't <laughs> launched it yet. We're going to end this call now. Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so really, I, you know, I found myself like, um, saying like, how do I keep up with technology? And most people aren't visiting these websites because it looks like the, the phone version of them looks different than the desktop versions. Of course. So I said, instead of fighting against technology, I'm just going to go with the flow and embrace it. And so that's why if you visit my website on an iPad, on a phone, it looks just like if you download an app from from Apple, whatever, what is their Apple store or whatever. So, yeah, just trying to keep up with technology, man. But it moves so quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it moves very quickly. I, I, I was just uh, talking about how uh, how somebody was telling me, you use Facebook? That's for old people. I was like, what? I didn't well, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get that agenda, you know? And they're like, yeah, because yeah. you're old. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. I always make fun of Robert. And I was like, I thought that the line between young and old was <laughs> way farther away from me. But now that I met you... You know, now I see that we're we're not that far but apart. He, uh, he <laughs> doesn't he doesn't use TikTok, so I I don't think I do he's that much. No, you have one video. <laughs> I have three videos, and I watch every single younger person dancing. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. That's interesting. I had a TikTok uh, account for V Twin now, and I just deleted it not too not too long ago, a couple of days ago. There's your wife there's some, told you to delete it. I'm kidding. No, no, but no, well, one man on that <laughs> app, it's so quickly for you to just fall down a, a big hole and like, just be swiping, swiping, and swiping so much stuff on there. Oh yeah. It was one time where I did that. And then somebody popped up and it was like someone from TikTok, and they're like, Hey, we noticed you've been, I don't know if you guys have seen that. They have like a little ad that says, we noticed you've been swiping for quite a long time. Why don't you take a break? And I was like, holy crap. Wow, that yes. was a long time. I've never got it. And yes. I'm there a lot. Bro, I don't know how long I was on there. But after that, I was like, man, I'm wasting so much time. I could be like looking, 
trying to find a new property right now to invest in. I could be recording a video that I owe for Lucky Dave's or shoot, uh, was it Fueling just sent me some new stuff. Like I, there, I could be more productive. Um, but I recently just deleted it. One, cause it's a time suck. Two, I don't know if it really works for the type of stuff that I'm doing, pushing products like necessarily. Right. Um, and three, you know, uh, with my, with my background a little bit, the whole, I, I'm very conscious, conscious about, um, net security, things of that nature. Um, and, and China, it's owned by a Chinese company. Uh-oh. Um, and so there's some privacy issues going yeah. on, um, where I, I don't think the company is keeping it 100 with the American people. No, the, um, actually and, in America, they're about to ban it. And, yeah, and make the company to restart their policies until they can launch again in America. Yeah, well, social media influencers on TikTok are losing their damn mind right now. They're like, oh, oh my absolutely. god, I need to get a real job now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's so Where many. am I going to shake my Yes, butt? Yesterday, I had three million <laughs> followers, and today I'm nobody. <laughs> I'm nobody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I, 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 I really um, am conscious conscious about that type of stuff so i was like eh i'm gonna take it off my phone so my kids still got it and they still veg out on that thing but it's not for me bro no it's fun it's it's a game it's a a competition it's a game it's funny it's it's there's entertainment but it is time wasting i don't see how there's going to be any business for us you know and marketing wise um i mean obviously they're targeting a whole the a whole new audience that has nothing to do with us yet. Um, right. I think Instagram has been the strongest. Uh, yep. Snapchat for a minute was doing really good. Um, I went to one of those. Um, what's this guy's name? Uh, the influencer does speeches. Gary V. No, the guy that wears the glasses has the books behind them and the fancy cars. Oh yeah, what's the dude. Name? Yeah, in the garage where had the Tyson. library behind him. Oh, I can't remember his name. Anyways, I went to one of his. I know things, who you're talking about. And fuck, I really can't remember his name. Um, but he was here in Hollywood, and I went to one of his, uh, you know, speeches and stuff. Seminars or whatever. Yeah. Seminars. And he was saying that you know Snapchat is going to be the future of marketing and social media and blah blah blah, and everybody's going towards it. And right. then and I remember that the Kardashians said, "I'm over Snapchat. I don't like it anymore." And a bunch of people deleted the app, and ever since then, it just it's it's whatever. Yeah, I never got into that to that app. Um, my kids still use it to like like communicate, like text, kind of. But it's not. They don't really use it for con- like content ingestion. For posts, they use yeah. TikTok and like Instagram for that. But um, yeah, I think YouTube still. I think YouTube is the king, man. I think yeah, I think YouTube. Yeah, man. Um, I think they've kind of set the standard of cr- content creators like making making money. Yeah. Um, so, and I need to, man. I, I I envy man those those dudes with like hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff because um, they're they're really making some good money. But the one thing that people don't that, that take into account with that stuff is, man, they're put. You have to put out content. All the time. All the That's time. the only way you get to that level. And so then there, there's that question, like, what am I willing to give up in my life to get to that point? It's always a give and take situation. Absolutely. Like with where I'm at right now, married um, with, with teenagers, 
in in a year or two, the situation could be dramatically different. These, you know, one of them's talking about joining the military. The other one's talking about going to college, whatever. So I could potentially go from having two teenagers now in the house to just my wife and I. And that opens my 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 timeline up to be able to spend more time on things that bring in more income. You know what I mean? Um, but at this, you know, um, where I'm at now, where I was, you know, uh, for the past seven or eight years, you know, I wasn't willing to give up time with my family in order to get those 200,000 subscribers. You know what I mean? But some people are, and some people don't have kids. Some people, um, aren't in that position. So it's just, man, like, where are you, where are you at in life? What are you willing to give up to get to position A, you know, position B? So, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now because this is recorded, uh, and and then you know we're gonna always yeah, do refer it. to this. Uh, what right now you're doing a video? What every what? How often? Uh, man, I I try to do I try to do at least one a month, but um, this month I might be able to knock out two or three. Okay, so, so I have got some stuff that are cooking like that I'm like working on right now. All right, so um, we're gonna hold you accountable. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, you're gonna do three videos this, this month i'm gonna try to do well, when is it it's the 13th it's so we got two weeks i'll try to do two one one this week and one next week before the end of the july and then from there you're gonna try we're, we're gonna step up your game a little bit yeah you gotta do what you think you do two to three a month i'd like to i'd like to be able to do three a month i think that's reasonable like that's a week reasonable. and a half, every week and a half. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Okay, because yeah. people are going to be looking for it. Yeah. People are going to be looking for it. So we're going to have you come into That three fool's a liar. Videos. Yeah, that's one of the things that from the beginning when we started, um, you know, I always like, I, I'm a psychopath in terms of like constancy. Cons- consistency. Well, I made up a word. Constancy. Consistency. <laughs> uh, so difference. Robert and I were discussing how many episodes do we have a week. And I was like, five. Let's and, do five a week. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Like, five, you know, like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. So <laughs> yeah, let's, right. just, uh, let's just yeah. start with yeah. one a week. I was like, let's just record. That's Fuck good, it. bro. One a week. If you could do like one YouTube video a week, one podcast a week, that's killing it. But you, you guys know it takes planning. Oh, yeah. Uh, you it can't takes- just wing it. Yeah. And, and not just that, like, and the same for you. I'm sure it takes some yeah. time, and it doesn't depend on you always to see how yeah. long is it going to take for well, the part for it, the part to come. Uh, it, you have to deal with the guy with whoever you're getting the parts from, and you don't yeah. you can't control when when are they going to send it to you, when you're going to receive it, and all that stuff. The same with us. We take some time to find the right people that we want to actually talk to. Well, one, it, it's we got to find the people. Two, they got to commit. Three, they have to show up. And and there's right. people that, you know, they get busy, they didn't put in their calendar, your schedules change. So we're we're completely always relying on other people. Uh yep. we're we're close to episode twenty, twenty one, and there there's been you know, there's been weeks where, you know, Jaime will throw it in my face, you know, be like, bro, we're three days away from failing. We're two days away from failing. We're one day away from failing, you know, and then it just... It hasn't it, got there yet. Yeah. It, no, it hasn't got to one day. It got to two days. Yes. It got to it two got days. To two days, days but then all of a sudden we had six episodes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. but it, it's it's it, it's a struggle. But the point is, is you got to commit to something and, and you got to yeah. you, you gotta push yourself because 
you know, you're right. Some people don't have kids, but some people have more kids. Some people yep. don't have a full-time job, but some people have two full-time jobs. And, yep. and people that are going to commit and make it happen, they execute, they make their plan, they commit to something, they do it. And you and I know, well, I don't know, but you know that yep. you could probably do three instead of one, one a month. Oh, yeah. One a month is Absolutely. your minimum requirement. So that means you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're living up to minimum expectations of what you're trying to deliver. But if you boost that up to three, shit, like you just said, your content is is what people are looking for. Last week, um, last week because we've been being continuous, uh, I'm happy to say we got to uh, position number 16 in the United States in the automotive industry of podcast. We were number 69. And I'm talking wow. of over 10, 12,000 podcasts, if not even more. It's probably 19,000. You know, so to be that high up... But the only reason we got to that point is because it's and Yeah, and also they can... So the consistency is not just every often. It's also same day, every week, same, same. time. And because your audience is expecting something and you can train them to, you know, expect something on, you know, on Tuesday night. They'll be like, oh, tomorrow morning I can drive to work, listen to these guys. And every Wednesday they can drive in the morning to work with our new episode. Right. So... Yeah. All right, so so again, we're gonna put you on the spot. Three episodes. What? Do three you or two? No, he's doing three. Well, he's doing two this month because we're we're in the yeah. Month. I just don't want to force him. I don't want to yeah, force next, him too much. Next next week. No, I I want to force him so he can look <laughs> at me and either say "fuck you" for making me do this, but I did it, or you know I didn't do it. So you're yeah. gonna do two this month. You're gonna finish the month of July with two more videos. Did you do one yet or no? Yeah, just put one up two weeks ago. Right. The and that was the road rage. That was the new shore pipe. So what I got coming down the pipe is I'm working on one for Memphis shades. They sent me out a, a, a windshield for the road glide. Nice. Then I, I have one for Memphis shade too. Shout out yep. to Memphis shade. They make dope stuff, man. Um, big they supporters really of our, our, uh, website. Um, and then I got a lucky Dave's just came out with a brand new seat called the get lucky seat. Um, which I'm really, really liking. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to, I think they're going to like the video feature, man. It's a really cool seat, great product. Um, so I'm doing that. And then after that, Fueling sent me their vented dipstick. Um, so I'm going to be checking that out. So we'll what have, is, some, sorry, uh, we'll have some cool content. Uh, so the dipstick, uh, I guess when you start the bike, there's a lot of pressure that builds up in the motor. And so uh, this dipstick has a vent in there. So it it lets the motor breathe a little bit better and it prevents, uh, I guess you call it blow by uh, or bl- yeah, blow by um, in the motor. And so it's just it's just better for the for the engine. Um, so they sent this out to me and I'm going to be checking it out and letting Bro, people please. get the up close detail on it. Please do that. And and I, I, I really appreciate it. I really did like the the Bassani video you did. And Thank you, I, brother. Because I'm in that phase right now where I'm trying to figure out what pipe to deal, you know, get. And my two runner-ups are TBR and Bassani. I'll let people know what I get when I get it. Yep. But um, your video, I was like, fuck, that, you know, the Bassani looks nice because they did a new Road Rage 4. I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, you, They're you clean, know? bro. I see. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I, I want to hear anything you have for the bag. I'm, I'm, I'm a client. 
I'm a client, yep. so I'm interested. So get that, get, get it out there. What about the website? How often do you post stuff on the site? Um, I used to post stuff every day. These last couple of weeks has been slow. Um, and, and that's a couple, couple things, not making excuses. People send me uh, press releases. Sometimes it's dry. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't get any press releases from people. Other weeks I'll get like press releases every day. And, and that's, you know, they're only sending press releases when they come out with a new product. So right. new products aren't, aren't coming out every single day. So the onus is on me to go out and try like find stuff. So on Instagram, I'm typically on there. I usually post once to twice a day. So that's, if you check out my IG V twin now on Instagram, I usually post uh, or reposting new products there. Um, and what I try to do is get more pictures from the company and then post them on the website. But Hey, because of this conversation yeah. every single day from now on, every single day, because um, that's really easy, man. That stuff only takes like probably like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just copying and pasting, putting yeah, some bro. links. So, yeah, man, this is good motivation. Jeez. Yeah, that, that, that's the whole point, man. The, the, the whole reason I created this, the whole reason Jaime joined me in creating this is because, you know, we're, we're motorcycle enthusiasts. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that I like their entrepreneur you know, you know, side of doing things. Yeah. Um, and, and it's to hold each other accountable. You know, that's, that's yep. all it's been. I mean, that, I was kind of doing this before the podcast just with friends, but now this is at a whole new level and, and it's honored to talk to people like you and see. You were the motorcycle you, Tony Robbins for them. Damn right. <laughs> damn right. But the Latino one, you know, without, without the $5 million though. <laughs> yeah. Soon. I, 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 you know, hopefully in the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but that that's the whole point. The whole thing is, you know, if we can inspire with, you know, like like your videos, you know, you don't have that many subscribers right now, but if that one or two, if, if you get 5% of your people that actually buy the pipe, you know, that yeah. the company's happy, you're happy, everybody's happy. You know, if Absolutely. you get one or two listeners that, that change the way they do things, you know, or makes them a better rider, or it makes them get a better purchase, whatever the case is, fuck, then it was worth it, right? Yeah. You know, that, yep. that, that's why we're investing and spending this time in there. So, and now yeah. having you be accountable for something and setting up some new goals, it's exciting. You know, because yeah. we're all going to watch Everyone you. Everyone wins. That's right. We're yep. all going to watch you, but don't fuck it up, please. <laughs> don't fuck it up. No lo cagas. Like, I know where you live, sucker. Yeah, I, I do know where you live. <laughs> um, and then how did, how did we meet? Let the people know how we met. <clears throat> yeah, Okay. Did we, oh, did we, um, were you at the AIM convention? AIM Where do we see each other? AIM Expo at, in at Vegas? AIM Expo, uh, I was at AIM Expo in Vegas. And I then, saw you there. And then IMS at Long Beach. Yeah, man, it's been, what year was that? That was a while ago. Fuck, I want to say almost That was when you first now. launched yeah, the, the company, years. right? Yeah, that's when I launched the Ride Clean. That's when I launched the yeah. Ride Clean. And then, and, then, uh, and then you were hooked on the bottles. And, and thank you for the support on, on doing those posts and reviews. Oh, anytime, man. Um, yeah. People, people they, they think that like, oh, man, you're gonna only going to promote stuff that people send to you. But, you know, there's a lot of products that I promote that people haven't sent to me. And I've purchased myself. I've used them or I've talked to people that have used their products. And they just have really good things to say. So... Um, I'm all about promoting the best stuff out there, the stuff that works the best, the stuff that looks the cleanest. Um, cause you know, man, in the, in the, in the V twin industry, there's a lot of crap out there. A there's lot. a lot of cheap crap Shit. out there. 
And, um, and so, yeah, man, I'm just trying to promote the bet, the best in the industry because they deserve it. You know, they put a lot of hard work into their development, research and design and, um, guys like, you know, like I said, I can't say enough good things about my man, Dave, lucky Dave's, um, I've known that dude when I was loaning him money, man, when he just to, you know what I mean? When it was rough, when he was in it, you know what I mean? And to see that dude like kill it now, house, car, beautiful family, successful, own like big warehouse, like rags to riches right there. I love seeing people win like that. That came from the bottom. You know what I mean? I actually came by the other day, um, Lucky Dave's um, warehouse. Yeah, in in Oceanside? In Oceanside, yeah. And, um, And I thought it was like, because you call sometimes and Dave would pick up the phone. Yeah, I mean, a year, a year and a half ago, I called once and he picked up the phone. And so that's what I thought. It was like the guy is like operating from his garage or something. And then I went just a couple of weeks ago in the, the weekend of 4th of July. And I went there and I was like blown away by how it's a giant it warehouse. And, you know, the, even being COVID, they, they had enough people there to, yep. you know, there was one guy that was like receiving orders and shipping, shipping, shipping. And another guy was just there working. I don't know what, you know. I mean, lucky Dave. Exactly. Right? Oh, Bro, exactly. That's your it was, joke. It's so funny because it was definitely nothing lucky about his situation. Um, but I know he's going to hear this podcast. He's going to be like, Bro, you never lent me no money. I did lend <laughs> Remember that one time? Give you that cheeseburger. No, I'm I'll, saying cu- I'll cut me. it out. I'll cut it out. No, I'm going to keep <laughs> exactly. that part. Yeah. No, no, no. No, he's, he's helped me out too. So... But he's, um, I like seeing stories like that of guys that started with nothing. I mean, he literally started out of a garage and I, I've seen him progress in his business to now where he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. And there's, it's not just him. There's ton, there's hundreds of other people of in his situation that started in the V twin industry. And that's why I love this industry. Cause, um, if you have a good idea and you have the hard work, you can succeed. You can yeah. succeed. And that's it's kind of like the American dream. Um, in the V2 industry, you can see people kind of um, live out that that American dream. That's what's dope about it. Yeah, there, there's the, the, the reason you're here, the reason I'm here, the reason why Jaime and I met, the reason Los Pepes, the reason a lot Ride Clean exists is because the, the V2 community, they're, they're loyal. They're yeah. very loyal, and 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 they they see the value on on the stuff that we do, and yeah. that's why we're able to do this and and enjoy it and have fun and bullshit and talk and you know because because of the community. So yep. that's one thing that Harley has very strong. They have a very strong community. Yeah, absolutely. So cool, brother. Hey, one more time, let 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 everybody know where they can find you. Um, and then one more time, what are you committing to? Cool, cool, cool. So the website is vtwinnow.com. Our YouTube, if you just type in uh, vtwinnow for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you'll find us. Um, We try to post stuff daily depending on the different platform. We do a lot of cool videos. And uh, because of this podcast, you will start seeing more content posted frequently Um, And if you guys want to get in touch with us, just hit up um, the website. We have a contact page on that. Or you can just DM me. Um, You can DM me on any of the social media platforms. It's a one-man show. 
Um, so I know a lot of times in the videos I say we, 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 but it's kind of like we, the, the, the business, we, but, the yeah, but it, but it's, but it's all me right now, bro. Hopefully down the road that changes, I would love to, to grow and maybe have some employees when that, when the income starts rolling in. But right now it's just me hustling, bro. Good job, bro. I'm proud of you, man. I'm Thank proud you. of you. Yeah, really nice I love what you, you guys are doing, man. You guys are killing it, man. I love what you guys are doing as well. Thank you, bro. Let's support each other, man. Anything you need, Definitely. let me know, and we'll do this again. Cool, man. Good talking with you guys. You too, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Bye. All right. Bye. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Ride Boundless podcast. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. More importantly, share, 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 share. If you know anybody that's in the motorcycle or car industry or is a fanatic or whatever the case is, let them know about this podcast. Sharing is caring. Um, if you've already subscribed, thank you. If you haven't, make sure to do it. Until next week. Ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless.